Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys. This is the Community Pub. Tonight, I'm diving into the last of my little six-pack of different boulevard brewing. They call it Brewer's Choice, and this is Cream Brulee. This is a barley wine ale aged in bourbon barrels. And uh, listen, right now, they're one for two. That first one was pretty brutal. Last week was delicious. Cream Brulee. I don't know, man. Derek, what do you think? Cream Brulee, is it? It's got to be a little bit better than Old Boy mm. Blue, but I mean, the only time I heard cream, cream or creme brulee is a Starbucks, so I don't know. <laughs> well, Dale's joining us tonight. Good to see you, Dale. Are you ever, uh, you ever had a cream brulee? I don't even know what the hell. I mean, I know it's a dessert, but what is it? Desserts I've had and a beer. No, I can't say I've had one of those. No. Hmm. Whoa! Wow! Sweet, and then a shot to the. Yeah, 13.3. So another hot so starts extremely, extremely sweet and then finishes real boozy. That's gonna be interesting. I might have to stick to my backup beer of the blue moon tonight. Dustin, what are you sipping on? Well, I got two beers sitting in here in front of me. Uh first one I opened is by Springhouse Brewing Company. It's called the Couch Fire, because up here we like to burn couches in the streets when our football teams win. So uh, no couches are safe when WVU wins. They can end up in the street. Um, and what's interesting, it's an American, what do they call this thing? An American ale. This is the first time I've had this beer. And so have you burned it, a couch? Um, Boy, it went silent around. there for a little bit. He had to think <laughs> about it. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to incriminate myself. Do I really need to do this? Like. Dustin, how inebriated were you, and why did you burn a couch? I have been around some couch burning ceremonies, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, Boys pleading the they, fifth, pretty strong yeah, on that. Yeah, and the second, <laughs> the second I have is a hot. Moved right on over to the other beer, Derek. Did you notice that? <laughs> Moved right on over. Let's I just go ahead and skip that. We've got a Sorry. big story there. One of these days we'll it. get Dustin drunk enough and he'll tell us a story of uh, uh, how he got Casper. arrested and, and Bubba turned him into a Dodge lover in the jail. Uh, uh, yeah. oh, no, story no. that comes from it. It's somewhere. The story that Bubba. comes from it. Story that, all right. So second, we have the hop tarts and it's by Duclaw Brewing and uh strawberry milkshake IPA. I'm anxious to get into this one. It is 7.2%. So I'm saving it for last. Hmm. That way, the milkshake can bring all the boys, huh? Absolutely. Still one of the most interesting songs to go so mainstream popular. It's oh, like God. nobody understood what she was talking about. Nobody. Nobody. Until we it was like, too late, then we just celebrated it. It was hilarious. You know, all right, Lucas. years old, jamming out to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you were. I know you were. When I was like middle school, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Lucas, what are you sipping on? I am sipping on a pineapple truly. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. A pineapple is one of the better ones. Mango, I like mango. I didn't I didn't take you yep. for a truly guy. 
Oh, yeah. It's generally my golf and drink, but it just sounded good tonight. So I picked one up on the way home. Hmm. I don't blame you. Sometimes, sometimes I've done the same. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Dale, are you? I Thanks for hopping in, man. Appreciate you being on the community pub. Are, are you ever been a beer drinker? You know, I started out being a, uh, a liquor drinker way back in the day, but uh, liquor, I hardly know her. Beer guy. Um, not a hot guy. I like piss waters, all my friends call it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, around a 24, 25 IBU, that's about where I draw the line. Impressive, you know what IBUs. That's yeah. So you yeah. evidently have drinking a few beers. You understand a little bit. This one is a uh, traditions brewery, a little brewery here in New Produce, Virginia. They're uh, Red Willie Irish Ale, and it's not bad. But uh, I don't know. It's, my son turned me on to these. Next up is the uh, the Narragansett mm. Island. So they're pretty good. He, uh, he was in school up there, and uh, they're not bad. They're they're good lawnmower beer. Oh, mm. good lawnmower beer indeed are, are wonderful ones to cherish. Much better than the bush latte is, I guess, what uh, what you're going to say about that. For Absolutely long... not. <laughs> Derek, what are you sipping on? Marty, you're going to be surprised. I actually am a bush drinking... latte. I am no. surprised. No, no, I'm drinking a, a porter. Actually, uh, from Einstock uh, Brewing Company, it's like a, a, a Viking. Uh, they have a logo and stuff, but it's called their Toasted Porter. It has hints of coffee in it. It's really good, really good. So it's only a seven percenter, but it's that's one of my. If you can just chug them back, they're so good. Are you traditionally a porter fan? Um, in the winter, I'll, I'll break them out. Like I'll drink them, but like I, I'm still, I'll be some IPAs. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I only drink, but I. Something about porters, it's hard for me to find a porter that I liked. It's too much like a brown ale. I can't do the brown ales too much, but I'd just rather just go straight to a stout. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But some porters are. I'm with you. Some are good. Some are good. What's Supreme up to tonight? Are you sipping on anything? Yeah, buddy. Hey, so, buddy. So I, I switched it up a little. I went with a, uh, a local brew. It's um, Night Shift Brewing. They're from Massachusetts, um, and it's a uh, Haymakers for Hope Knockout Cancer Hazy IPA. Goddamn, that's uh, a title. Whoa. Artwork, artwork sells it for me. So, <laughs> Same here. Uh, I'm old school, like Stone Brewing. Like, that's when I got into, like, I wait. I some Stone. They had heavy hitters, too, man. High, high uh, content. But um, yeah, it's very nice. Very See, we didn't we didn't get stoned till a couple of years ago. Whenever the laws changed here and people could start yeah. selling cold, higher constant, you know, higher uh, alcohol content that was cold. I mean, we couldn't go to a liquor store and get get cold beer for until about I think was it seventeen or eighteen, something like that. They changed oh. the law, oh. uh, and that's when we started to drink stone. And so I. I've experimented some of the stones and I, I do like them. I do. Yeah. It's an interesting brewery. Um, you guys, you guys ever try the arrogant bastard ale? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a rough yeah. one, man. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh gosh. That was rough. They got it at the gas station right, right down the road from my house. Grabbed that one time. Whew, that was the last time. <laughs> I was like, oh, not again. Not again. <laughs> The one I like that's got bastard in it is from uh, Founders, and they have a, I think it's called Angry Bastard or something like that. Dirty uh, Bastard. Dirty Bastard. That's what it is. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, just, dirty bastard. I was yeah. just at the brewery on Saturday. 
Are you guys oh, so did wow. you, the Founders Brewery? Did you drink any off tap? Uh, yep. I had a Dirty Bastard, a breakfast stout, and a green zebra, and then finished off with a Rubeus. Whew. Oh, yeah. They're Rube- oh, yeah. Those wow. are good. Yeah. yeah. Rubeus is like a raspberry milkshake. It is. Mm. Mm. That is the one reason to go to a brewery and go through and, and sometimes I would skip the tours halfway through. It was just so I could go to that that pint room afterwards and then yeah to get fresh beer straight off the draft oh yeah it is got, different it is they're, different. they're that's the thing here in gr is they breweries they have their brewery but then they also have like a restaurant and big ass yes. bars and yep i mean it, it's a whole a whole thing so it's it's fun to go and hang out they got concerts and yeah definitely brew, brew pubs definitely uh brandon from tim's you sipping on anything tonight? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, man. I got a uh, what's it? Strawberry blonde ale from I like ones. Frothy beard. I don't know. I've never first one I've ever had, but it's really good. Uh the first one I have ever had, and I thought it was good. What? Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, what I think was interesting, and I loved, uh, man. Tell us about your float. Uh, you had a had your kids out, you're spraying uh, snow foam all over their, their little Tonka truck. It looked like, I mean, it looked like a fun little deal. And you said your phone's been blowing up. I think let's go real quick, like interesting little marketing. You went out and did a float. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, we uh, was in the local uh, parade here. We uh, we put a float together. It's basically, we had like put some of that that foam cotton foam stuff on the ground, make it look like soap, you know, and then we had the, the G wagon power wheels. Uh, the kids were pretending to wash. And I think the f- parade was probably four or five miles. There's probably four or 5,000 people there. Like it was, it was a good time. So unique, uh, and great way of doing some marketing, man. I, I love it. Yeah. had the, we wash you a Merry Christmas on there. So, you know, it was fun. Uh, one of the other, I'm going to throw on a mute. I think you got some background noise there. Hopefully everybody at the fam's doing great. Tell them hi for us at the pub. I'm glad that, uh, they were able to let you break away for a second and have a beer with us. The other marketing thing I've seen is pretty unique lately was, uh, I sent it to you and I think everybody else should do it too. I think it's pretty unique. I got it from a guy named Josh wing detailing and he started posting photos of elf in the detail, right? Like, Everybody does Elf on the shelf and they got photos all over the place of Elf all over, right? Like starting to show the Elf doing detail and they claim that, boy, they got a lot of likes, a lot of communication, a lot of people started working. So everybody in the community, go ahead and take that. You still got plenty of time and uh, throw the Elf in there with the vacuum and throw Elf in there, cleaning glass and all different stuff. You, you can do it. Any Dustin, I imagine you uh you have a couple creative holiday esque type uh things you start to put out. Ah uh, man, I, I wish I could. God uh, damn it. I, don't have anything, shit. I don't have anything for you, man. Uh for holiday stuff. Uh we're just kinda coasting a little bit this month. Um I've kind of pulled back my posts and instead I'm making fewer posts but more quality posts when I put them out there if that makes sense. Um so I've just kind of kicked back a little bit, relaxing, enjoying. I mean we're thank God we're busy through December right now. It's crazy. 
a bunch of interior details, but just making more quality posts, taking some real short videos of the guys working and not so much me talking. And like, for instance, we got a nasty cargo van that came in and I'll just walk up and surprise them with the camera. Hey, you guys having fun? Oh, we're just having a ton of fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> just the short clips to kind of show everybody what's going on behind the scenes that it's not, not all glamour and fun. Okay, cool. Well, hey, Doug, I, I, I sold 10 gift cards this week. <laughs> oh, I know uh, how you love gift cards. <laughs> I sold two, and uh, I sold two this week, and I think a couple last week, and I'm just like, yeah. And now my phone's ringing like crazy, like, hey, I just got this gift card last year. Do you ha Can you get me scheduled in? It expires oh. two days from now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's when they always use them right before they expire. <laughs> that is the headache, man. That's the headache. Well, that's a great conversation as people inside the uh, specialist group enjoy to uh, share out their views of uh, of gift cards. And that's what we encourage, right? So anybody has a, a thought process of something here on the pub or inside one of the other episodes, definitely go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. And that's a great place for you to share how you handle things. And one of the things we want to really dive into tonight, especially of how you handle is, as everybody's already started talking about the first of this episode most everybody except for cooking with Nick and I, I mean, I could maybe say Tim's like South Carolina, but everybody else is up there in the cold neck of the woods already. Right. Like you guys already have much colder temperatures. Derek, there's something I talked to you about uh, recently when we had a phone conversation and some of it came out of an episode that I recently did where I talked about, you know, things that make me go, Hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm just from Oklahoma, right? I don't have to deal with the extent of cold that you guys up in the Northeast deal with. But Derek, uh, you already said that multiple people have told you that they've already closed down. So it, it's interesting that people want to start closing down before we get into that discussion about ways that maybe somebody might be able to stay open or, hey, if you want to still like to clean cars, like here's some things to do. We'll get into that here in a second, but... One of the first things that I started been been asking multiple people as we get into the cold, and this is the to start it off with you guys. I'm curious, what's the coldest temperature you've applied hyperclean Uno dose or tray? Right, a hyperclean coating. Because I've gotten literally this week multiple messages. People start asking, or they'll go onto the website and ask, or they'll send in an email. What if, what's the coldest temperature I can apply hyperclean ceramic? And it's a great question. It really is. I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe in the past they used a coating that might have had a little water in it. So they had to be careful because it might freeze. Let's just start off with the acknowledgement that hyperclean ceramic coating does not have water in it. So we've all been to science class. What temperature does water freeze? <laughs> 32. All right. So we can still, but... But who really wants to be coating a car when it's 32 degrees outside? Brandon Timms, South Carolina, mobile detailer. Let's just go around the room. What's the coldest temperature that, because this is what everybody wants to know. What's the coldest temperature I can apply, sir? What's the coldest temperature you've actually applied? Probably, it'd have to be in like probably the mid to high 40s. Um, being mobile, um, now that I got the shop. 
Um, we only do coatings in the shop, but um, yeah, I'd probably say it'd be mid forties, and I'm it, it did fine. Yeah, yeah, it does fine. It what I let everybody know the message is in is you're just gonna have more working time, right? Like you can do. I enjoy I enjoy coating cars in the winter because at least here because I can do whole hoods, right? Like I can do two doors, right? It just, it it increases the amount of work time for that flash to happen. And so I actually enjoy coating a bit more in the colder temperatures. It gives me a little bit of ease of going. Dale, I saw you, you nodding your head, let everybody know where you're from and what's the coldest temperature you've, uh, you've coated in. Yeah. We're out here on the, uh, the East coast of Virginia, right on Chesapeake Bay. And uh, I'm the new guy. A year ago, I was still running the body shop. So uh, uh, my, my field of reference is pretty narrow. But uh, I would think um, 50 to upper 40s would probably be the coldest uh, I'd want to get involved with. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's like personal, right? Like, I'm with you. Like, it gets that cold. I'm just kind of good with not doing as much. Like, <laughs> I'm an old guy. And, and these hands don't work so good when it gets cold out there. Dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, Lucas, what about you? What's the coldest temperature you've applied a coat in? Uh, probably 60 since that's as cold as I let my shop get. <laughs> All right, so that's a great point. Thanks so much. The other thing that I've told people is, hey, if you're in a shop, does it really matter what the temperature is outside? Not at all. Well, I mean, I might I keep them. I might keep the car just a little longer than I would in the summer since it's going to... I like to let them cure for a couple sure more time. hours before they You're go right. out. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, generally the process is the same, whether it's July or February here, because application is going to be pretty much the same temperature. Yeah. Uh, so you have central heat, huh? Or some type of large <clears throat> heating apparatus. Yep. I have uh, radiant heat in the shop. Um, I didn't want, um, I had them take out the, uh, I had one of the blower fans for heat when I moved in and then first, first order of business was getting that pulled out and I put in a, uh, a radiant gas heater so that I didn't have air moving around and dust moving around when I was working on cars. Interesting. All right. So walk me through, I think so much. This will be me getting some education, <laughs> uh, gas radiant. I, I, I didn't know there was a thing. I just yep. always thought so, it was electric radiant. Basically, uh, pilot light stays on, and when the thermostat, it works just like a, a fan that long would. tube that you have up at yes, the top, and, it, and it, it has a long tube, and then it has a shield that points the heat downward, and it radiates, and it, it stays warm without without a breeze. Gotcha. We had those at the car wash. We talked about that. I didn't yeah. know that was considered gas radiant. I just always called those a gas heater. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, super intellectually Meaning. strong when it comes to HVAC yeah. term terminology. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't either. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't ever, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's what I've been used to on the gas side. So maybe, yeah, maybe it could be, I, I didn't know either. Dale, what about you? What, what type of heating do you like to use? Well, we don't have any heat at all in the shop. I have a torpedo heater and uh, uh, run that in the morning, run it in the afternoon and it keeps the place nice and warm, but, all right, torpedo heater. You mean like uh, like a propane or diesel? Looks like it's got a long snout almost, with like a bottom where you put the fuel in. Exactly, exactly. 
And the coolest thing, we're in like a little industrial park, and the guy that just moved in next door to us is a heating and AC guy. So our unit had a uh, a unit, a heating unit in it once before. The the gas line is there, the flue is up through the roof. There's just not a unit there. So uh, we've talked to him about putting the unit up in there. So eh, if it's going to be an issue, then we've got an option to, to put one in there. Okay, Dustin, are you uh do you do that type of torpedo heater or? Does your shop, I know you built, you bought that building. Did it, it probably came with like a central heat and air, huh? Yeah, so it's got central heat and air, but in the shop, we've got a mini split too. Um, that sucker really cranks out some heat. And I'm from Oklahoma. Black. Hold on a second. You've got a mini split? Yeah, it's called a mini split. You've never heard of that? I already said that. <laughs> what, what do you... What, what do you, I mean, it's a mini split. It, it does heat and AC both. And it basically, it's this unit and it helps conserve energy. So my gas bill is significantly less than what it should be. Like it's inside um, your shop or it's like. Yeah. So it's got a, it's got a big unit outside the shop and then it's, you know, plumbed through the wall. And then it's got like a, it, remember the old AC, like, units that you'd stick in the window well it's basically like that but it's on the wall and a little bit larger and it really pumps out some heat and ac and uh saves you on your utility bills and they're not that expensive neither i mean it would pay for itself versus just using gas in one winter um it's been a while since i've priced them but and then we have the turbo heater because my guys like to heat the rest of our city uh and leave the garage doors open for <laughs> a long period of time so, so i have the i have the diesel turbo heater um as well because that's how i used to have to heat my old shop like five years ago because the gas bill was like 500 dollars a month so I, I said forget that i'm using the turbo heater my eyes are burning okay and, that yeah. thank you i that's what i was uh, when you were done i was gonna say come on dale like dustin like y'all didn't ever have issues with those i've used them in the past but you got to have some type of door open it's got a lot of it, it puts out a lot of into it you got to have some exhaust right kerosene man kerosene will help save your eyes it burns a little cleaner uh, but you're still breathing fuel. it in uh, you know, it's just good for the immune system, Marty. Oh, it's, shit. There we go. <laughs> you feel great afterwards. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a little buzz. It helps you go around the car a little better. <laughs> in our uh, body shop, we had three heaters in the shop. We had two drive-through spray booths. And from about October to about March, our natural gas bill was over $1,400 a month. So, yeah, that was no fun at all. Whew. Mm -mm. No, no, not fun at all. Kevin, what do you do uh, in the winter as a mobile detailer? Um, so a lot of interiors. Uh, but I, 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 you do anything for heat? That's what I mean. Like we'll get uh, into that stuff here in a second. But heat wise, what are you like? Do you? Uh, I, I've really found it fascinating. If anybody's gotten into like putting the, getting those jackets or the the sweatshirts or something that have a battery i you know or do you put out i told people listen i put out halogen lights they halogen lights put out a lot of heat as well and it's yeah. right there it doesn't leave it it stays there uh and i've done halogen lights and i i've really you know tried to just 
dress myself up to keep warm. What, what do you do as a mobile detailer? Um, so again, layers that, uh, yeah. that, that little <laughs> jacket, that little jacket you were just talking about, that's a Milwaukee, um, M12. And, uh, that's actually on the wish list this year. So we'll see. Uh, so everybody follow his link for his Amazon yeah, link. Amazon uh, wish list. You know, he'll send out hey, his Amazon wish link. But, uh, honestly, it's just, you know, preparing correctly. Like I'll whip out the, uh, they're like these duck gloves, they're super waterproof. They're pretty high. They, they have a, like a Sharpay in the inside. And uh, those keep your hands pretty warm out there. Um, but coding wise, I would say 50 in a garage. Um, okay. Oh, this I've applied a coating, not hyperplane. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, some gloves. Neoprene yes. gloves is what I always got into. So yeah. One of the things I've heard some people like to start doing is it's starting to get little inline hot water tank or something that can start to heat up your water. Uh, I used to also use, that was the time when on my trailer, I had a, a regular power washer as well as then the big boy that was uh, a diesel heater. Oof. And that's what we did our concrete and that's what we did all of that type of stuff. But in the winter, that's when I found a big use for making sure every time we washed a car or put our hands in the bucket, we were always going out with some hot, nice, warm water. Yeah. How about them agriculture, little, the plug-in heaters. So I used to have my mobile skid and I would take the heat. I would take like heating blankets and go throw it over the skid at night and plug in a little heater underneath of it. And then I would stick one of those drop in like agriculture heaters and then you just plug it into the extension cord and it would heat my water tank and keep it from freezing overnight. Oh, um, wow. So that that's another option, too. Could um, you leave it in to, then during the day, right? Like maybe connected to your generator and just leave it in there so it's heating your water throughout the day? Uh, yeah, you could if you wanted to do that. Um, but I mean, if you're realistically, you have to be 32 degrees for what? what is it 24 hours or something well, like that? it's more of the enjoyment part right well yeah that's nice as well um but yeah i mean you could run it it doesn't produce crazy heat but at least it keeps it warm um so trust me i have but to keep if you're dealing with like what i dealt with get you some big giant thick moving blankets and a little electric heater give you some space there plug it in overnight so you know your pressure washer doesn't freeze up your hoses stayed thawed out so by the time morning comes you're ready to rock and roll yeah smart when i was a mobile detailer and i was in the winter it was a big reason why i went ahead and uh at the apartment complexes that i lived at i always paid for that extra uh garage and i i'm telling you man you learn how to back in a trailer at an apartment complex where you got about two inches on each side of those tires you can back in almost anything right like i Shit. I, I earned my black belt in uh, backing in a trailer. <laughs> Trust me. Absolutely. Well, I, for the guys that are running a truck skid like I was, uh, you know, that's a simple solution. I like it. I like it. Let's check in with Cooking with Nick. I know it's it's a frothy uh, 58 degrees there in Tennessee. You Easy. don't really have to deal with the code too much. Nah. Yeah, not really. I do all my codings indoors. Like, all the stuff I've done is like 55 in a garage. 
I don't really get outside much um, in detail when it's below like 45 or so. Unless I'm like really, really, really wanting to wash my car, but that's about it. Cool. What's on the menu tonight? Takeout style uh, beef and broccoli. Oh, takeout style. Oh, yeah. Like it's coming in the preheating. Okay. Okay. I I just thought you meant like it was coming in the the like you're gonna put it in the little paper container and I don't know where to get those. I'd love to though. Wow, I was impressed. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Like start selling them to people at work or something. That'd be kind of cool. Hell yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Start me a takeout side hustle. Make sure you get your food license. Huh? You gotta get that food handling license. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's all starting to get a little cold here. And Derek, uh, you've started to have people, which we've always said, and, and it's it's interesting. People start to shut down, close down. They just kind of go, I'm out. You know, don't want to deal with the winter, right? Like I <laughs> It is interesting uh, that uh, that people would do that, but at the same time, like we understand, right? Like it's cold out there; it's brutal, and if you don't have a way of dealing with it, which we just kind of talked about a couple ways that somebody could deal with it, well, you're you're gonna be in a tough situation. However, if you've got some different ways of whether it's layers, whether it's this jacket that's got a battery in it, certain gloves heating your water, understanding, you know, your environment. That's a way that you could get through it. Uh, There's also the ways that other people get through. So let's toss around some different ideas. Number one, I know the most common everybody's going to say is go to interiors. So if that's going to be your answer of, you know, what your solution is for the winter, cool. Give us a little bit more, you know, in depth of how you got to talk to people a little different, how you got to market it. What are some different things that you would recommend that's been good for you in the winter? And I'm going to start with Chris Harris. I told him I'd give him a little shout out because it was a good conversation I had with him. And I really like his style. Chris Harris is from up in Washington. And uh, his style is he coats ceramic coats as much as he can in the summer. And then in the winter, he kind of rides it out with like a wave, right? Like in a sense, I, I might've interjected that in since I love surfing, still the number one on my bucket list. I love the idea of riding. And I think business is like that in general, right? There's a lot of times you got to paddle. Sometimes you, you're trying to figure out how to stand up, but then ultimately when you can learn to cruise a wave and go up and down and take a channel and come up, right? Like, I think that's ultimately a a great analogy in business is you learn to kind of ride, right? Like ride your industry for your local area, ride your, uh, what you can do or can't do. So Lucas, I'm going to start with you because I know you're going to say, you know, heavy into interiors, but how did you go heavy interiors? What specifically interiors are you trying to do? Are you like Chris where he's like, Hey, I, heavy on the the coating in the summer but in in the winter i I ride everything out with maintenance and everybody that i brought in on the summer they're set on a regular maintenance schedule through the winter so for him he kind of looked at it as like yeah i just kind of ride it through i kind of just surf it on out because i'm just hitting my regular customers my business doesn't just take this massive crater because he's kind of set right like 
he sat with his regular people doing maintenance. Is that how you do it, Lucas? Or how do you kind of manage the winter? Um, so in the winter time, I don't have a, I don't, I have a, a, a few maintenance clients, but I don't, I don't rely. I don't have a big enough client base at this point to rely entirely on maintenance. So a lot of what I have is just salty, wet interiors from everything. And then uh, I got a few corporate accounts that also help me carry a lot of what I rely on in the winter is uh, semi work, uh, like tractor trailer interiors. Those pay well, they're quick, easy. Um, and then I do a lot of washes too for, I guess, maintenance, I guess, technically. I do a lot of washes for a lot of my ceramic clients, you know, a monthly or bi-monthly wash for them. Um, and I make it advantageous with my pricing too. You know, if you pay me $1,000, $1,500 for a ceramic coating, I'll give you, a, you know, 40% off on a wash because not only makes it easier on me, it also, it, you know, gives you incentive to keep coming back. Um, so I do a lot of that kind of thing. Um, lots of, lots of interiors, you know, that's, that's the main, main drive. Like you said, um, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, it doesn't break up a whole lot with different stuff in the winter time. It's just people don't really see the value in a $200 exterior detail when it's going to get destroyed the day after if it snows or they throw salt down, it's, you know, kind of, in their eyes, not in my eyes, but in their eyes, it's kind of pointless to go through a full exterior detail. Um, <clears throat> totally get it. Uh, Lucas, did you ever for a moment go, maybe I should just close down for the winter? Fuck no. When I was, when I was mobile, I did mobile detailing for one winter. Um, and the, the really good thing about wintertime around here is that it gets so freaking cold and brutal that all the $50 full detail guys you see all over the place, that litter your Facebook feed all day long in your area, they fizzle out. As soon as it gets to 40, gone for good. And, you know, there's always going to be more guys that come around, but it's a great way. That, and, and here, all the mobile guys in general, they just stop. There's one or two yeah. guys that somehow make it happen, but I was like, there is no way I'm stopping. I'm figuring out a way to get this shit done. So I figured out how to do my entire service menu when it was nine degrees out, I was in a foot of snow doing interiors, car running. I had heaters rolling. I was relying mm -hmm. on steam, waterless, hot water in a bucket. Uh, I mean, I would, it didn't matter if it was a blizzard, I was going to be in your car making that shit clean. So, and it helped. It's one of the things that helped propel me. Cause I, I mean, the first winter I was mobile, I was slammed because I was the only guy offering a mobile service for interiors yes. or exteriors yes. the whole winter time in my area. So it, it was a great way for me to propel myself forward right out of the get go. Um, so if, if you're willing to suck it up for a couple, three months, you know, being comfortable uh, and, you know, you, you've developed little tricks to make it more comfortable and a little easier, like for, exterior details i wouldn't even use water because here in the wintertime everybody turns their exterior faucets off and i didn't mm -hmm. i was detailing out of a mid-size suv so i didn't have the capacity for a water tank and i don't have a garage so i that wasn't an option so i would blast uh the crevices out like you would with a pressure washer i'd instead clean wheels and blast the crevices out for an interior with steam and then i'd use a bucket of really hot water with a waterless solution in it to go panel by panel, quick hit it off before it freezes and move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. um, interiors are a lot easier just because you can start the car, 
let it run and have the heat blasting and you, I mean you'll start sweating so it's it's not mm -hmm. as bad to do interiors but yeah there's a way to do everything uh as long as you can stay dry you'll be sweating your ass off while you're doing anything out in the snow yeah um you in a sense basically you in a sense got it done right like just yeah figured it out and got it done yeah Dale, i get done snow plowing and go run out and detail for three hours before i went to bed it was it was what had to happen yeah whatever you can do to get through so that you know that at, when whether it's the weather changes or the future changes whatever is in your horizon you'll get there right, right. Dale, you and I had a really interesting conversation earlier. I, I love what we talked about. You have so much experience of that, right? Getting shit done. There's a lot of headaches. There's a lot of bullshit, but you figured out ways to just handle your day-to-day, -day, your week-to-week, -week, your month-to-month. -month. And years later, it turned out that, wow, you're, you're living a really great life now. You're you're happy where you're at. You're, you're still detailing. You're enjoying what you're doing now in a much more simpler way, but you can probably speak to having to work through, figure out things, get shit done and what it takes to do all that so that later you can have rewards, right? It goes back to the, you, you know, share the conversation about growing a garden, whatever you sow, you're going to reap, right? Like, you sow into a garden, if you sow into figuring out in the winter how to get things done, how to find the customers from people that uh, their detailer quit or, you know, how to handle customers with interiors, how to handle customers with steam, how to figure out how to heat your water, how to put your hands in cold water, all that stuff, trying to figure it out, eventually pays itself. Yeah, there's there's two words that, that always come to mind in running a business. One is diligent. The other one is being dedicated. You, you've got you've to be dedicated. You've got to do what you've got to do to make things happen. And you've got to be diligent. It's, it's those days that you don't feel like getting your ass out of bed. Those days that are cold, you've got to figure out a way to make it work. If you don't make it work, nothing's going to happen. Now, the cool thing we had in the body shop is I had, you know, 15, 18 guys to make things happen. Um, in this job, you know, it's got me and the wife. We have a good time. Hopefully in the springtime, we'll bring on a, uh, a part-time guy, but, uh, no, it, you know, we, we ate a lot of shit sandwiches like we talked about earlier. And, uh, you know, you've got to do that to get where you are now. We sold a shop, made good money on selling a shop in the business. And I'll be honest, I'm having a blast right now. This is, this is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. And that's what we talked about earlier is, and it's so hard, right? Like I'm 44, uh, most people in detailing are, you know, young 20s to 35 is really where it, that 35-year-old point, it, it dies off real, real quick. And I I gave up everything to have a career because I gave up my career for a new career. And I, I've just, Derek, you and I talked, right? Like, I just don't understand. The very first year that I went into business, and if you give up everything and you jump ship, it's not as cold in Oklahoma as it is up in the Northeast. So I listen, I get it, but it's cold. And we yeah. would have weeks, months of really brutal times. Derek, you got people that are coming, you know, you know, or they'll come into where you're at or, you know, you, you run around like 
And they're just like, yeah, closed down. And as I started mm-hmm. to get into a national scene and started hearing more of people in the Northeast that just closed down for the year, like, I, I don't know. Right. Like, it I, I, it just, it, it's, as somebody that realized I couldn't close and I just had to figure it out, like Lucas talked about and like Dale saying, like, eventually you'll just, it's going to be much better. Why, why do people, why do you think they don't just try and figure it out and keep rolling? What is it about people that just want to just close down? I mean, the, the guys that have come in that I've talked to are just a lot of them just like it just, oh, it's just too cold or, or people don't want to get their cars done. It's too cold. They're going to get dirty anyway. And it just, I just would look at them going like, what do you mean? Cause like we do have those couple of guys that, that well, like me and like Lucas were saying, well, I wear the layers and I just, you just got a plan for it. If you know, it's going to be 25 at night, bring your stuff in so that in the morning you can go out and do cars. I mean, like I just, that's just something I had to do like to make it work and uh, switch over to rinse washing, you know, go back to your maintenance customers. Like that's what I do a lot now. Um, but I still have people call me for coatings. I mean, I, I don't know. A lot of customers still want to get their cars protected really well for before the snow comes. So that's what I would sell it on. But then you, you do those people that go, oh, it's going to get nasty. So why should I do all that? I go, hey, well, the best protection you can get for your vehicle is the coating. So what, what do you want me to, why don't you just get it done now? And they'll go, okay. And then they'll get the cars done. But the one guy came in and he said, oh, you must be slow. And I was like, not really. I mean, I, don't, I mean, one hmm. guy came in, he said he was booked out for two weeks. He's like, he's into January already. Because well, let's just start with that for se- Hold on. Let's just start with that, Derek, because, oh, you must be slow. Okay. Do we understand that the industry and because of temperatures and environment that there's times that you're going to be up and there's times that you're going to be down. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, it's not only just the environment or, you know, the, the, the way uh, weather might be, but it's also economy. Like overall, right. Dale was your business always doing it. No. If you look at any type of uh, graph for any business and Anytime somebody pulls up a stock market, look, right? Like stock market is a business like yours. It just happens to be much bigger. Okay. What's their stock? It's up, down, up, down, up. It's, it's always doing that. So over the long span, you can see up during summer down is okay. You just realize it. And then it's just going to go back up again. I've never understood the idea of once it starts going down, I'm out. Yeah, people just not an option. Not an option. I, I always never saw it as an option just to give up. If you don't entertain it as an option, you'll make it happen. Yeah, I just found yep. ways like to make it work. I mean, I mean, I even started working with like some of the mechanics or body shops because they needed cars clean. So it's like I was, and then I could work in their garage and stuff. But you know, I just tried to make it work. Dale, tough times push you to do what? Make shit happen, right? Yeah, we had a yeah, we had a. For guys that don't know, we used to own a uh, Mako auto painting franchise. And we had a guy that uh, one of his favorite saying was nothing really good or really bad lasts forever. And you just got to remember that, you know, things might suck this week. Hopefully next week's better. You never know, but you got to hope that it is. Wow. Lucas. Derek just brought up a, a nugget, a gold nugget. So in uh, these cold areas where shit gets rough over the winter, you know, it sucks. Body shops, uh, 
body shops during deer season this time of year as soon as november hits in michigan body shops are booked through february into march yep they are a great repository for filler work any kind of work you can get body shops need help with everything in their roster so if you're if you're struggling go hit up a body shop they're gonna have something for you to do Yeah, yeah absolutely that's a golden nugget, dude. We have a body shop that sends us so much work because any vehicle that gets busted glass in it, I don't know why this is the first time I've ever heard of it, but apparently their insurance company does not allow them to clean up broken glass. It has to be professionally really? detailed before they can release it back to the customer. Huh. So I would check into that. They send us a ton of work. They don't beat down your prices, anything like that. I mean, they're awesome connection to have so you just got to make yourself known and make those relationships with the body shops all right let's say i'm a mobile detailer and i'm in new england oh <laughs> shit what the hell am i gonna do hmm? what am i gonna do if, if i'm well, in new england and i'm a mobile detailer mr supreme clientele well first um this Actually, this year at first, I did a, uh, <laughs> this was the first time I've done this in business. I sent out the uh, uh, annual Christmas card, handwritten card. Oh. Two days later, I sent out a, like a, a remember, you know, this time of the year, tis the season, uh, square, like email. Box. Email blast, yeah. So they kind of correlated together. And then out of the blue, you get a couple calls there. Hey, hey, oh, okay, great. Thank you for the, thank you for the postcard. You know, it was a great thought. Um, so that worked out for me. That was a little angle I, I just threw in for the first time. Um, but again, you know, maintenance clients always helpful. I, I the rinseless wash combo. It's all you, it's all you need. It's all you need. You saw those results. Um, so I think that's a key, um, just keeping that maintenance. Just, that's what it is, maintenance. Keep it going. Did uh, you did you think of closing down? No, never. Those guys aren't ready for the journey, obviously. Um, you got to trust the process. The marathon continues. Let's go. Like, I mean, that's just, I don't, not my mindset. I don't know. All right, let's chop that up a second because it's an interesting thing that gets thrown around. Trust the process. Mm -hmm. I guess I got to understand what the process is. Uh, what is the process of going through a winter, Lucas? The process mm -hmm. of going through a winter? Yeah. It's brutal. It sucks. It's terrible. But if I hadn't stuck through it for a winter, I definitely wouldn't have been able to have the cash to afford a shop in the spring. My first nice. year doing this. I like so, it. Dale, you know, oh my bad, Lucas. I thought you were done. Keep going. So you know the if you if you stick with it, there are definitely brighter brighter things on the other side. If you can make it happen, eventually get to that point where you don't have to worry about it. Yes, and Dale, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier, right? Like, so what does trusting the process look like in long term, right? Like, you mm. deal with some shit. But well, yeah, one of the things we did with, with being a, a Mako auto painting franchise is you would be 
kind of slow in the, the winter time. You'd pick up in the spring, you'd be busy in the summer, you'd fall off in the fall, and you'd be dead in the winter. Well, you know, we ran sales. We would kind of increase our ads in the uh, in the phone book, not the phone book, the newspaper. And, you know, we had good weeks in November, December, January. Um, we figured a way to make it work. And if you do that, then your winter months are a lot like your summer months. Obviously not quite as much, but you have something to do. You're, you've got work coming in and you keep the guys busy. I like it. I like it. Dustin? Uh, I, I don't trust the process very well, man. <laughs> like I told you before, um, I love being backed into a corner be, because it reignites that like fight or flight type deal. Um, so go, you know, rolling through the summertime, spring and summertime, we're grinding it out. My guys have gotten, you know, they were averaging 110 hour paydays, um, just grinding it out because coming into winter time, I'm panicking because we didn't have dealer accounts at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh crap. What am I going to do? Because I remember what it was like when I was just a solo guy working for myself. I remember those winter times and there were weeks that like, I didn't have anything going on. So coming into winter, dude, I was panicking like, okay, we just got to keep rolling, got to keep rolling. And then we got, you know, so I would stack everything and just prepare myself throughout summertime and into the fall for winter that I would be able to got, make payroll to get us to March. Um, you know, but we picked up dealer accounts. So that's, yeah, highly recommend. You can talk crap on dealers all you want, but they, they pay the bills. And it's yeah, no, we can't. That's a great thing that if somebody is Derek, right. If somebody's going, oh, hell, I can't, nobody wants to do nothing. Nobody ever, God damn it, it's cold yeah. outside, right? Like, okay, you know who's got cars? Who's got cars? Dealership. Body shop's got cars, dealership's got cars. Oh, hell, those guys don't want to. Okay. Yeah, they do. But they need work done. Sure, it's wholesale. It's not the same as retail little mm -hmm. education process for many people there the difference of wholesale versus retail yes there is wholesale work comes with different types of cleaning and different payouts but geez it's money coming in it's money but, Mar yeah. but marty but marty it doesn't, it's not paint correction and coding money. But here's my favorite thing about dealer stuff. I don't have to spend 15 minutes on the phone with the customer. Um, I don't have to go over the vehicle, this, that, and the other. I, it didn't cost me anything in ads. I didn't sit there on Facebook Messenger for 10 minutes uh, getting their information because they won't give me a phone call. Um, I take my guys to the dealership i drop them off they grab two vehicles and bring them back and then we have another dealer account that i actually make less than i do on the larger dealer but every time we i've taken my guy there one time and ever since then we've always had a vehicle to come back so i'm not spending my fuel money to run the guys up there they've always got a vehicle to go back and forth back and forth and they always have something there and the best thing about it, they're a small, locally owned dealership that moves a lot of pickup trucks. 
guess what? They pay every Friday. Unlike the large dealership. Oh, wow. That pays net 30 or they say uh, net, net 30, 30 yeah. and it ends up being 45 days. And yep. <laughs> it's a yeah. total clusterfuck when it comes to me invoicing them. Mm-hmm. The other, the small dealership, I can put 10 stock numbers that we did for them that week, send it over in an email, and I got a check on Friday. Guess what? It pays. It pays. I know my guys are getting paychecks. Don't don't down on the dealer work. In fact, I I almost rather deal with these guys on a regular basis than everybody else because I don't got to answer the phone and, and check up on leads and be on Facebook. If you want to stay busy through the winter time, work with a dealer. And if you're a mobile guy, I would bet money they'd find they'd find a spot for you in their giant dealership for you to go in there with your equipment and work through the winter. Mm-hmm. There's one body shop by me lets me do that. And I go and, and they always got cars. And if somebody really wants to step out, I'm really trying. I was talking to a guy that was working at a dealership. And as I, over the past 10 years, have been in and out of dealerships, still one of the best businesses. If anybody wants to go, hey, send us an email. Let's talk through it. Going and setting up an on-site company that is there at the dealership cleaning cars. Ultimately, that is the nugget. That's the biggest nugget of them all. So anybody wants to talk about, send us an email. We'll, we'll dive through that. All right, uh, cooking with Nick, let's check in with you. What uh, What's that look like? What's uh, dinner look like? Can I uh, reveal a secret real quick about um, going off dealing work? Yeah. Since yeah. you're the guy that works at Tesla, I, 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 I wanna, absolutely I you can. So a, a lot of you guys know we recently went to third party. Um, I, I'm not allowed to tell you the, you know, the amount that we pay um, the guys. That, that's confidential numbers, unfortunately. But picture this. These guys are doing anywhere between, say, 75 and 125 new car preps. A week wash interior you know pretty basic cleaning two guys making probably 16 18 bucks an hour off of this company they're 10.99 that company's making a solid 25 Dude, it's incredible month. if people will do the math you got zero marketing expense you got Zero rent expense. You got zero water expense, zero electric expense. The only expense that you have, yeah. if you can go and sell a dealership and do on-site detailing, the only expense you have is manpower and chemicals. And guess what? And we provide the chemicals. Well, what? that's for you because it's <laughs> Tesla. But, yeah. that, that, but everybody else doesn't different. provide the chemicals. Yeah. But listen, you can talk to anybody that's been in business for a long time in some type of major business and not just, yeah. I'm just cleaning a couple cars. Your chemical expense is literally at a two, 3% cost, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not much. Let's go yeah, no. five at the max, right? Let's go five as your max. Then you're going to pay out, which is what I told this guy earlier, which is what I've said before. I've always believed in pay the guys to do the work. Treat them right. Get them paid. 
pay out 40 to 50%. Listen, if you're paying out 55%, what does that leave the owner? A lot more than everybody else is doing now. It's an incredible business opportunity, especially if it's here cold and you want to go try and land some account. That's an incredible account to go do as an on-site at a dealership. You run it and you go. But wow, that kind of chased a little rabbit. So let's go into the tab out question of the night. Derek, let's roll. All right, guys. So I'm interested because uh, we got quite a few different car guys in this uh, pub lately. So um, if Santa Claus was real, what kind of car guy would he be? Well, as fast as he runs around, I think he's going to be like that guy that earlier today when I could see everything traffic wise starting to slow down and I start slowing down. But you guys know you've been in that situation where you're on a highway and everything starts slowing down real fast. You start slamming on your brakes and you look in there. At least I do. I've been rear-ended. So I get in those situations. I look back in the rearview mirror. Dustin's cousin from another mother in a different state did not see that everything else was stopping. I'm the guy that jumped over to the side so that he didn't run into the back of me. And he got about three feet from the car in front of me. Listen, Ooh. I think less Santa drives a Dodge truck. I got the perfect one for you. I already knew what I was going to say as soon as the question was asked. I'd like to imagine Santa Claus driving a red third gen coming. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Not a fourth gen, not a fifth gen, a red third gen coming. Toe mirrors flipped out. Oh, yes. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right lucas so what's he driving a volkswagen no when you think santa claus you think red right what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think red car ferrari corvette, corvette. ferrari ferrari is red ferraris are supposed to be red santa claus is the ferrari guy for sure i'm pretty sure was it prince that said little red corvette <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm little red corvette man no, there's no Ferrari. It's little red Corvette. No, it's a Ferrari. Santa Claus is a Ferrari haul. guy. <laughs> no. You can't haul anything with a Ferrari. Well, it ain't his Haul work. ass is well, what you can do, Dustin. His... <laughs> he can haul ass. He only needs the nah. sleigh for the work day once a year. Every other day of the year, he's he's in Miami with his hair slicked back, driving that Ferrari down the strip, bro. <laughs> his, be- his beard flopping in the breeze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's in Miami. He's not in Vegas on the strip. He's in Miami strip. Ways well, down no, South Santa, Beach. Santa Claus looks like a Ferrari in Miami kind of guy. All right. Oh. I like it. Dale, what's Santa Claus look like for you? What's he driving? You know, Santa's still a, uh, a blue collar guy. So uh, he only works hard one day out of the year. So uh, he's going to be a C4, C5 Corvette guy. He's got the new balance shoes. He's got the. the- <laughs> Collar flipped up on his uh, 
his uh, his shirt, and he, he's a he's a C four C five Corvette guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's right. this, this is yeah. Mm-hmm. GM. All right, uh, Kevin Supreme, New England. What's the uh, New England Santa driving? You know what, man? I'm gonna get real old school. I think he's I think he's driving a Duesenberg. <laughs> Ooh. For those that don't know what the Duesenberg is, but a doozy actually became from that car. That saying. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where that's. I mean, Dale, have have you heard that before at all? I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little nerd car guy thing. Okay. Um, yeah, Duesenberg, real big engine. He's just chilling, killing it. You know, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Cooking with Nick. Is he driving a uh, Tesla? Is he driving a mini? What's <laughs> oh, yeah, what's Santa long. driving? Um, Judging by the fact that he's constantly landing on people's houses. I'm going with the fact that he's just a really shitty driver. He <laughs> drives his 2012 Nissan Altima. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. And Ultima. We didn't, you know what? That that's another car guy, Marty. Ultima drivers. Yeah, Ultima co-sign drivers. on that, Nick. God damn. Uh, hey, real quick. See if my camera's not fucked up. Oh, oh sir. Pass it over here. I'll I'll finish off for you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, Takeout looks great. Everybody can good. go check out that dish at its underscore grooms. Yes, sir. Let's see what cook, cooking with Nick did tonight. Let's jump over to a couple guys we haven't heard from. You're off video, so let's see if you're there. Corey Taylor, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm driving, but you're good. <laughs> cool, man. Glad to see you're on there. What uh, what Santa drive in your neck of the woods? I'm old school too. I'd I'd stick with a four door square body pickup. So uh, uh, two by two. I think they were called two by twos, but they were four door square body pickup truck. It'd have to be red. It'd have to be four door though, because he's got to be carrying all his elves as well. All right. So hold on a second, Dale. Is that that like uh, mid '90s Chevy that had that? Right, those were cool, right? There was those parts of the Chevy that had those like backs. Yeah, body style, so yeah, yeah. K10 it was four wheel drive, a C10 it was two wheel drive, yeah. Mm. I uh, one of my fondest memories of my grandfather back in the day was that bucket seat in the it would have been early 80s. I was born in 78. He was out doing, you know, he owned a cattle auction and they owned some cattle. And so we were out feeding the feeding the cattle and there was a picture taken of me, him in that. And then me in the bucket seat, you know, kind of looking and there was some cattle in the background. And it was it was that early 80s whole bucket seat type truck. And those were those were awesome. And then as they developed and they came out with those extended back end uh, rear wheels real wells i guess in a sense and that was yeah Corey, i could see that you lowered a little bit are you are you lowering that uh you lowering that truck no i think that'd be man that's gonna be 38s or 40 inch tires oh okay okay 
All right. I wonder what, uh, all right, Derek, what do you think our, uh, our Nissan expert, Mr. Wesley Oaks is going to go with, this will be interesting. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a speed guy. I think for him, Santa is speed since he's having to jump all around, uh, all across the world. Wesley, what does Santa go with for you? Oh, you're on mute, oh, you're oh, man. You're muted you're up. Muted. There we go. There I you go. It. Um, my th first thought was a uh, a red C5 Corvette <laughs> with the uh, with the with the phone clip on his belt and stuff. Oh. You know? oh. Oh. That you know, guy, if he's got a phone clip, then he also has those own those old jean shorts. You remember, like yeah. Old Navy made him popular, and there was that section of those Old Navy jean shorts where that like people could put things in different pockets. I think they called them like yeah. Was it construction? It wasn't construction. It was like maybe like painter. Yeah, that that. The hammer shorts or the something. The hammer loop. The hammer loop. My dad. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. dad got some of those though. Yeah. So. C5 vet. He's a little flashy. You know, he left his wife at home and he's sneaking in through people's <laughs> chimneys. Oh, wait, it sounds terrible. Left his wife at home and he's sneaking in through people's chimneys. Yeah. Little scammy is this Santa in your neck <laughs> yeah. of the woods, huh? Yeah. I'm threatening. <laughs> Yeah, I, maybe not as cool as a big Ultima Energy Santa, but, you know. I mean, he's not driving a badass uh, Nissan, like. No, the 06 Maximo, the, the paint, My that's all. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, the Maximo, the paint's gone on the whole thing. The guy's like, I only bought it two years ago, and I'm like, no, you yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah, my other, my other thoughts were like, you know, silver, uh silver at4 uh pickup you know because mm. you know he's got he's got lots of he got lots of stuff in there he's got some money um or like a 59 cadillac little gangster 59 cadillac yeah yeah mm. big long like like you know 75 foot long cadillac with the fins on it you know i mean he wasn't a GTR. I really, that's why I like teed you up, like jumping around all across the world, uh, yeah. roof to roof. I was really thinking you're going to go GTR. Well, if we have to go Cleason, you know, Cleese uh, Nissan guy, then you, yeah. So red, uh, red um, GTR Nismo with the, with the uh, AMS uh, 1300 package on it, maybe. That makes a lot of sense right there. It makes right. a lot of sense right there. <laughs> there Santa can get around. Awesome. Santa can get around. What types of brakes is he putting on there? If he wants to, he wants to get up to those uh, shingles and uh, throw on the brakes pretty quickly. <laughs> factory ones are pretty good. Gigantic brim. Really? Yeah. Are the factory Nissan GTR brakes that great? Have you ever seen they them? They are good. They have They're bigger than most people's wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> They're like sixteen-inch rotors. That was pretty big to me, huh? Or eight piston? Where's Dustin go? Because I was about to give a shout out to oh, what you know. In the recent episode, I gave a shout out to how big a boy are you? Listen, <laughs> he understood who I was talking about, and like Roy D. Mercer for me, 
my introduction to Roy D. Mercer, <laughs> and I'm from Tulsa, but I didn't hear Roy D. Mercer until I was in Arkansas playing baseball. We were on a spring break trip, and all these guys were laughing about some guy talking, blah, blah, blah. And I went back there to listen to the back of the bus, and I was, wait, this is a guy from Tulsa. Like, listen, I'm Roy D. Mercer to the blood, yeah. but I, I sometimes hate to admit it. That's, that's why I don't bring him out too much. But goddamn, how big did a boy ever, are you? Did you ever hear the Rodney the Hamster skit? I don't think I did, huh? Okay, you'll have to look that one up. He he prank called some guy talking about he bought some weights from him online or whatever, and he 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 dropped a dropped a forty pounder on him and squished him. Rodney, the hamster. Yeah, it's great. Squished him. It's great. Yeah, my dad showed me that when I was like twelve. So, yeah. listen, I I think the best part of Tulsa King, if they'll do that season two, is have have Tulsa King uh, run into Roy D. Mercer at one of the dispensaries <laughs> that, uh, that he's working with. That's where I think it'd be funny. All right, guys, what a fun uh, what a fun episode, and we'll get one more episode before Christmas break starts, and next week we'll dive into a little bit more. Of- what we do in the industry, what you can maybe do to push us through into Christmas season and into the new year. There's nothing that I like better throughout the week. The most interesting part of my time, which I've shared before. So thank you so much for everybody that wants to join and have a beer. This is to me, a lot of what community is. Let's get together, have a beer, talk about some good stuff going on. So Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, guys, for having a beer with me. I did slur a couple words there because this cream brulee is 13.3%. Oh, another one. Wow. I've had two blue moons since then, and it is what it is. It's time to tab out. So. <laughs> I thought I was Lucas, with 9%. Yeah, yeah. Lucas, man, stay warm up there, as I know you will. Got some good heaters up there. Dale, thanks so much for hopping on. Every time you can do it, we really appreciate it. And as I said before, man, I'll let everybody know, you, you've got a lifetime of knowledge for a lot of people to learn from on how beneficial it would be to build a team, go through everything that it goes into, as you said, of running a franchise, of running such a big business, so that now where you're at in life, you, it's a lot easier you, you have a much better spot than many other people do. And we can dig through. We can get through. We can see what 20, 30 years down the road will be. And we can all have a, hmm, it's going to be good, but it's going to take a lot of work to get there. So, Dale, your testimony to that. Every time you talk about having that franchise and what you did over the years, not everybody understands the phone calls, the emails, the nonstop every day, day, day. And listen, we all salute you and we all understand. And we go, yeah, that's, it's really what we need. We need to deal with that throughout the day so that where we're at later, we get to be on a pub having beers, talking about everything we went through and enjoying life. So man, uh, you're a great testimony, and we thank you for being inside of the community. Kevin, man, keep rocking up there, mobile detail, push it through, figure out all the different ways, and go take care of our patriots, no doubt. <laughs> Cooking with Nick, everybody go to its underscore grooms, find out 
what latest is with his uh, food. Corey, thank you so much for hopping in. Martinez, I know you're there. So thank you so much for always being in tune into the community pub. And Wesley, man, great to see you, brother. All right, Derek, great to have our question, man. No problem. Thanks so much. Uh, we got one more week, Derek, and then uh, we're going to take a little break. So we'll Hell see you yeah. next week, brother. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> All I'll right, everybody, you, have a great week. You too. See you guys. Hi, this is Marshall. And uh, listen, that that community pub was very beneficial to you. If you're in a cold area. And if you are, hi, let's go on to the HyperClean Specialist group on Facebook. And let's talk about different ways that we like to stay open in the winter things that you can do, because if you're somebody that has met that moment, like I have and question, should I stay open? Try and force it out, try and get through it. Or should I just close and go try and figure something else out? Reopen later. Okay. All good. If you, there's no one way to do business. However, if you're the type of person that stuck it out and you're the type of person that has pushed through it, like myself and like many others in community, go onto the HyperClean Community Specialist page and let this isn't a, hey, blah, blah, look how great I am, right? I already talked about it. It's not that. It's understanding that there's other people that might be looking for an answer to keep their business open. Don't tell them, but explain to them the problems you went through and how you solved it. This isn't a boast chance. Don't boast to people about how great you are. But if you've stayed open during the winter and how you've made it, and if you can give something to someone that might need your story, then the HyperClean Specialist page is the HyperClean Specialist group is a page for you. It's a group for you to share so that others might hear and others might be able to get the answer to achieve their dream. You had a dream. You stayed open. Others might need to hear how you stayed open. Not bragging, not boastful, but education for them. This is a community. That's what I loved about Dale, being honest. What I love about Dale, helping and interacting. You've gone through stuff. You're going to go through stuff. Everybody goes through stuff. Winter is tough for many of us. How do you achieve it? How do you grow? Share your experience at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. This is Marshall, and I hope you make it. A great day.